Hi there, this is Brian Barnett with The Last Symptom. When I started The Last Symptom, I never in a million years imagined it would grow as it has. In these early shows especially, audio quality was often iffy, and there were references to services or online groups that are outdated and no longer in use. Great improvements have been made. Where should you go for all of the most up-to-date resources that I offer? TheLastSymptom.com is my permanent website full of free resources where everything is always up to date and that I encourage you to refer back to often. There are also a few modest paid resources at TheLastSymptom.com. These support my efforts and have allowed The Last Symptom to exist for as long as it has. These include one-on-one phone conversations with me one-on-one Zoom video calls with me, and perhaps most importantly, the Last Symptom Fundamentals course, which is a two-week, intensive, pre-recorded online video course that is far superior to things like DBT. The Last Symptom has a flourishing YouTube and Rumble channel where I publish regular orange slices, which are condensed video insights of five or ten minutes in length. If you're just now discovering the last symptom, welcome. I hope you will find every insight and resource you need here for authentic and permanent recovery from emotional disorders such as borderline personality disorder. Now on to the show. I hope you enjoy. Brian Barnett is just a regular guy. He's not a doctor. He has no legal license in any field of mental health nor emotional health. Brian Barnett merely shares the insights he has gained from his personal experiences for anybody who may choose to use such information as they individually and personally choose while accepting full responsibility for their own individual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. Brian Barnett assumes no responsibility whatsoever for anybody's individual choice to expose himself or herself to any information that Brian Barnett shares, and by listening to this program, you are acknowledging that you, and only you, are responsible for your own thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. Happy Thursday, everybody. This is Brian Barnett. Yeah, Brian Barnett, you know me. Uh, We were just talking last week. Same time, same place. Happy to have you back with me. Today, I've got the greatest guest of all guests. My daughter is here with me today. And uh, usually she's got a uh, sitter on Thursdays, but uh, today she did not. So she's going to spin the show with me, and you're going to hear her in the background. Just to give you a little introduction, my daughter is bilingual. Her primary language is Spanish because she is Honduran American. So, buenos días, Luis. ¿Cómo estás? Bien. ¿Cómo te sientes? Um... No, aquí, aquí. Mm-hmm. Justo así. Si tú hablas, el micrófono te escucha. Ok. Te oye. ¿Cómo te sientes? Bien. ¿Y cuántos años tienes? Tres. ¿Y cuál es tu color favorito? Um, rosado. ¿Rosado es tu color favorito? Sí. ¿Desde cuándo? Mm. La semana pasada. ¿Cuál es mi color favorito? Um. El color del cielo. Blanco. No, azul. 
Ajá. Bueno, vamos a hacer un podcast, ¿ok? Y para que la gente pueda escucharte en inglés, ¿quieres hablar un poco en, en inglés? Mm -hmm. Okay, how are you today? Good. And uh, how old are you? Uh, three. Three, all right. Here, let's not do that. That makes noise into the microphone, okay? You look pretty today. Yeah. <laughs> Te ves muy bonita. Sí. <laughs> ¿Quieres más dulce? Okay. Estás un poco resfriada. Uh-huh. Look at that. All right. I'm going to drink my coffee here and try to record this podcast. Here we go. You can be my partner in crime. Puedes acompañarme en el esfuerzo. The topic we're going to be discussing today is how can a sibling or siblings with the same upbringing have borderline personality disorder or an emotional disorder while the other siblings do not? First of all, we're talking about an impossibility here. We'll just get that out of the way. It, that's impossible. ¿Estás incómoda? Okay. Yo hablar. Okay, habla. Papá. Mm-hmm. ¿Qué estás haciendo? Estoy grabando un podcast. Okay. Okay. Voy a hablar un poco en inglés. ¿Está bien? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> This is turning out to be uh, more complicated than what I thought it would be. All right, so siblings in the same house, same parents. One of you has an emotional disorder, and you think that your other sibling does not. Let's talk about that. Unrecognized borderline personality disorder, by its very nature, means that a person refuses at all cost to share emotional openness and honesty that is emotional intimacy with others. That's nobody, no matter who they are. So naturally, this brings me to the question, how would you know if your siblings are suffering or not? Honestly, how would you know, given that this is what characterizes borderline personality disorder? The refusal at all costs to share emotional openness and honesty, emotional intimacy with others. Whether your siblings specifically have borderline personality disorder or not, they are emotionally unhealthy. Whether or not you have the experience to identify this or understand this, that's just the way it is. A child doesn't emerge from a subtly distorted, unhealthy family environment as a miraculous, emotionally healthy adult. No, that's an impossibility. Your siblings are carrying on the same patterns of thinking, whether they're obvious and blatantly visible to outsiders or not. So another important thing to bear in mind is that emotionally unhealthy people, so now I'm talking to you, you know, if you're one of these people who identify yourself as uh, somebody who has a sibling who is the epitome of good emotional health. The thing to bear in mind is that emotionally unhealthy people are the absolute worst judges. <laughs> of what constitutes good emotional health and what does not. So not to come across mean or anything like that, but if you're emotionally unhealthy, if that's the foundation from which you're operating, and you want me to believe that your sister or brother is totally unaffected, that he or she is just a picture of perfect emotional health based on your assessment, well, your argument comes from a place of ignorance. See, you wouldn't know what genuine emotional health looks like even if it jumped up and bit you on the nose. 
Because, see, you have never experienced anything else. Your eyes aren't open. Of course, emotionally unhealthy patterns in thinking and behavior will seem completely quote-unquote normal to you. They won't draw any warning flags for you, you see. I myself remember what it was like to have everybody, my siblings included, thinking that I was the most well-put-together guy in the world. In fact, as the oldest sibling, I'm the one they've always admired and looked up to until I was 35 and couldn't keep up the illusion of perfect stability anymore. But people are individuals. The emotional education that all children in a single family receive from their unqualified crappy teachers, that is their parents, is the same education. I gave an example of a math teacher not too long ago. Como te siente, cariño? The math teacher, you know, if he only knows one way to solve a problem, he can't teach you other ways to solve that problem. He can't teach you what he doesn't know. And that's what it comes down to with these parents, these emotional teachers. The teachers, they, they teach what they teach. And all the children in this family, are the students, that's the education they get. Now, the students, the children themselves, are individuals. And they have their own individual personalities and sensibilities. So the poor emotional education that the parents pass on to them creates unseen inner pain and disorder. Each child, as an individual, will come to his or her own subconscious solutions for how to manage that pain and disorder in order to get about in life. These are often referred to as coping mechanisms, and that's a term I accept and use myself. The pattern of coping mechanisms each child adopts determines the particular disorder that they then approach life with. So if you have borderline personality disorder, that's the pattern of coping mechanisms that you, given your particular personality type, settled on to be able to endure and approach life. My brother become an alcoholic. I'm not an alcoholic. My sister overeats. I don't overeat. I don't abuse food. Instead, I adopted the coping mechanisms that describe borderline personality disorder. See, it's not complicated or mysterious at all. All three of us settled on different manners of dealing with the same inner pain and disorder in our own individual ways. Now consider this. Some people aren't forced to truly reckon with the consequences of their distorted thinking until much, much later in life. Their 50s, their 60s, whatever. I know because I get correspondence from them every week. And some are never forced to truly reckon with their distorted thinking at all. Think about that. They take borderline personality disorder with them straight into the grave. And this isn't even unusual or uncommon when they get into a codependent relationship where their spouse, by the very needs and nature of her own emotional disorder, actually creates an enabling and fostering bubble environment for the two distorted psychologies to thrive. 
their individual disorders feed off each other and support each other. You complete me takes on a whole new meaning, doesn't it? Yes, it's true that they, they do complete each other, but they live their whole lives in a bubble of emotional unhealth, distorted thinking, and inner frustration and discontent. Think about this for a moment. People all around you every day are quietly struggling with the effects of all sorts of emotional disorders, which is a natural consequence of subtle, distorted thinking. And yet, you might never know this by looking at them, because their lives seem to be the model. And this is true for many of the celebrities people look up to. Most of those people aren't happy. <laughs> They're not. How do I know? Because unusually high rates of drug abuse, infidelity, alcoholism, sex addiction, short-term marriages, children who are embarrassments, suicides, messy divorces, arrests, and public breakdowns, tell me so. These are all telltale symptoms of emotional disorder. Yet because they have fame, wealth, and seem to be on perpetual vacation, you know, these external ingredients that many people mistakenly assume as a substitute for inner contentment, they're able to laugh and smile for the cameras and complete the illusion of happiness. And I hate to sound like a broken record, but let me emphasize this point so that it really hits home. At 35, I was admired and looked up to by nearly everybody around me, older people and younger people alike, both by strangers and, and, and by my own siblings. I had a picture-perfect life, a beautiful wife, a home in a nice uh, family neighborhood in Philadelphia. I was professionally admired. We were well-to-do financially. I was the very definition of put together on the outside, and my siblings admired me. The very nature of unrecognized borderline personality disorder is that the sufferer ferociously refuses to share emotional honesty with anybody, no matter who they are, and opts instead to present an illusion to the world that he believes will be admired and embraced. Indeed, this illusion generally is admired and embraced, which makes recovery more difficult later. Why? Because one has to come to truly understand that although this illusion is accepted and admired, it's not real, and therefore it's not healthy. Voluntarily giving up what you know works for something that could very well end up in mass rejection is an enormous leap of faith. Basically, the person with an emotional disorder has to reach a point where emotional health, even if it comes with the price tag of an authentic personality that may not be as favored by others, is worth the cost. The desire for inner peace and contentment must outweigh the superficial pleasure of external affirmation and validation. As long as your siblings were raised by the same two emotional teachers as you, they are dealing with their own emotional unhealthy distortions. Yes, they are. Even if they appear to contradict this, there is no other possibility. They got the same emotional education you did. 
perhaps they're managing to blend into society better, but this is not the same as authentic emotional health. So my advice to you, as somebody who would like to rid yourself of borderline personality disorder, is that once you accept the reality of this, to then let it go. Your siblings' emotional conflicts are their burdens to bear and their issues to identify and resolve. And if they never do, well, then they never do. That's the situation I'm in with my brother and my sister all the time. But I can't get lost on that. That's their lives to figure out. And, uh, and I've got my hands full with my life. That comes down to inherent rights, responsibility, and authority, which we will discuss in a future podcast. A major component of recovery is coming to see and appreciate clearly how each person is individually responsible for only his or her own life. That's all we have any power over or right to involve ourselves with, the exception being those with underage children. Not only is this the reality of the situation, but it's a liberating truth to embrace. It brings instant relief to acknowledge that we are not responsible for anything our loved ones do or don't do in their lives. It doesn't matter how much we care for them. We are not responsible for anything another person does or does not do in his or her life. We are only responsible for what we do or do not do in our individual lives. It allows us to achieve a fierce focus on the one thing we do have a right to focus on and power to influence, and that is identifying and repairing our own issues. Now, I get to try to edit this mess of a podcast and uh, try to edit out all the uh, distractions and the noise. I hope that the point was clear. I, I'm praying to God it is because I don't want to have to do this again. Cariño, ¿cómo estás? Bien. Yeah. La tos se ha calmado un poco. ¿Qué quieres hacer hoy? Un programa. ¿Un programa? Uh-huh. ¿Grabar un, un programa? ¿Y qué más? Um, oh, cariño, cántanos, por favor, tu canción favorita. Uh-huh. Take me out to the ball game. Ok. She's going to sing for us, Take Me Out to the Ball Game. It's her favorite song. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. My knees on peanut and cracker jacks. I don't care me, never get back on the bird. Red Sox. Stay in a train. Pull us one, two, three, tiger, you. Ball game, play ball. Yeah, all right. Muy bien hecho, cariño. Te amo. Mwah. Ah, tea.